Hey! You know, collectively, if you take every mass shooter and put them together collectively, I've slept with more women than all of them combined. Every mass shooter collectively. Yeah. Like. If you take all the women they slept with and combine them into one lump sum, I've still slept with more women than all of them. So they're all and virgins? I, and, I, and I'm no I'm no Don Juan, but You know Wilt Chamberlain? I'm no Wilt Chamberlain. You know Rick I'm no Flair? Rick, I'm no Rick Flair, I'm no Sam Malone. <laughs> I'm 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 closer to Norm than Sam. A lot closer. Does that make me Cliff Clavin? Oh uh, gee there, uh, I don't know that Normie. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever watch um Jim Jeffries had a show on FX for a while? And Cliff Clavin played his, uh, like, not his real dad, but his, like, well, maybe his dad. I don't know. He played his dad pretty much. And he just plays Cliff Clavin. That's how he talks. Yeah. Makes that's sense. great. That's a, that's a great uh, quality to have. Yeah. It's a little known fact there. That's just, just how he talks. Just be Cliff Clavin. <laughs> I went, I, it's springtime, so I dove headfirst back into uh, the first couple seasons of Cheers. Big, I, I think that listener will remember that you're a big proponent of the coach era of Cheers. Oh, coach! I just got through the episode uh, where Coach makes his final appearance, which is the season three finale, and uh, I'm I'm into the Woody days now. The episode, the last episode with Coach, is the real last episode of Cheers. No, Woody's great. Uh, you know, it just sucks that Coach. I love Coach. He's fucking hilarious like 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 when diane goes to leave and she's like hugging coach she's like all right i want you to stand by him he like walks away and goes to stand by sam like <laughs> he's like no i, I meant watch over him <laughs> uh he's just he takes everything very literally well he's like, a dumb he's a dumb idiot he's a very dumb idiot but it's also very lovable like he has a an old guy he played baseball against uh from the 40s show up in the bar he's like this guy's incredible you gotta see him uh he, they called him the blind man he's a he's completely blind he's like no they called me the blind man because i sold blinds door to door in the off season he goes but how did he find the doorknob <laughs> <laughs> i think that's actually from his last appearance that's why i remember it so well is it so vivid yes i watched it last night it's so vivid video that it's almost pornographic it's it's GTV levels of uh, vivid. Yeesh. Yeah. Yikes. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not having the greatest week. Last week, I fucked up the uh, order of the episodes, too. We were on episode 107, and I said it was 106. When I posted it, we had two episode 106 up. But then oh. I changed it to 107. So. We should have done another one, so it's 10666. <laughs> <laughs> hey Sandman. <laughs> what's, that, what's that supposed to be? That's Raven okay. in his feud with Sandman and he steals Sandman's son and Sandman's like, I follow Raven now. He puts his arms out and there's the pose and then uh, Raven just looks at the camera and goes, Hey Sandman. <laughs> just laugh. It's so good. I uh, feel like I need to, as an especially as an adult who appreciates Raven being a dink, 
I should probably rewatch his ECW stuff, especially his promos. Cause I th- you, only, you only got a few days left. I'm not going to watch it on the network. All right. Well, uh, yeah. I'll get some old RF video tapes or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe torrents are still around. I don't know. I, I haven't had to pirate anything in a very long time, so I oh, really don't know. Speaking of which, uh, the Soul Seeker out, no dice on the uh, You Got Another Cup coming. Yes, I know. I looked into it. Oh, really? Yeah. So that should yeah. show you how obscure that is. Yeah, it's really, uh, it's whore shit. Yeah, you know, what can you do? It's whore shit. It's whore shit. And it's got jizz all whores, over the place. Whore's shit. Uh, I watched uh, Life of the Fast Lane last night. Oh yeah, you're gonna have to tell me what's going on as the road to WrestleMania nears, and I do not know what's going on for the most part. Okay, so I've not watched uh, the shows at all, and something that happened last night completely caught me off guard, and I was like, "Wow, they're really doing that, huh?" Uh, but we'll get to that. <coughs> Excuse me, this is a great podcast with just us burping. It's a. Uh, I listened to a neckbreaker episode today, so. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse that that was way worse because we were drinking well you weren't even so i listened to episode five today so you weren't even a, a member of the unit at that point i know i i woody hadn't been introduced to the show yet yeah i was the neckbreaker woody <laughs> <laughs> it was an unlistenable episode it was pretty funny though um what was i gonna say? oh yeah so fast lane so pre-show uh Riddle defends the U.S. title against Ali um, of Retribution fame. And Riddle wins. Fine match. Not too bad. Um, after the match, uh, Antifa disbands. And so they all, they all turn babyface by joining the Proud Boys. That's, so, how, that's how it works in WWE. I know that uh, T-Bar explained the meaning of his names. Oh, yeah. And I'm just uh, like, you're a heel, right? <laughs> he turned babyface. Okay. Uh, well, maybe he's still a heel in the South, but um, he, uh, <laughs> yeah, he said the T in T bar stood for trans rights and the B in T bar stood for Black Lives Matter. And I was like, oh, baby, this is too. And plus, he's a Massachusetts boy. So who I used to watch at the, uh, the Elks Lodge down the street for me. At the Chaotics? <laughs> at the Chaotics. I, I may have seen his first wrestling match. What are the odds of us blacking out at the first chaotic wrestling at the Elks Lodge in Woburn, Massachusetts? Uh, first one back. Well, it's within walking distance from my house, so I have no problem getting blackout drunk there. Yeah, I got, every like first event that's going to happen again, because I'm a man who got his first vaccination shot. I have not yet, but I'm scheduled to. Oh, you got you? When, when are you scheduled to get it? April eighth. Oh, uh, oh, really? Where? In Cambridge. The um, I'm getting my second one April 9th. I was on the news. You were on the news. Yeah, I had to sign a waiver and everything. Apparently, it was on. This is how few people watch the news now. I only know that it was on the news because one person sent me a message saying that they saw me. <laughs> and it's not like I'm like hard to hard to recognize. You get the blonde hair now. Yeah, I look like I'm wearing a tie dye shirt. They asked me. <laughs> They asked me why, um, why I got the shot, and I said, so I can go to a bar at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone uh, was watching Channel 7 News and 
Massachusetts on Friday night. I was on it. <laughs> uh, when when we had the first snowstorm back in like November or December, I went to put gas in my car and grab a few drinks at the gas station down the street. And like I'm wearing like sweatpants and a t-shirt. My hair is just I don't give a fuck. It's all over the place. And like this very attractive news lady comes up and she's like, she, "Do you want to be in the news?" And I was just like, "Not right now. <laughs> like I don't want to be in the news looking like this." Oh yeah. So I, I don't really care. If I were in a tie-dye shirt, I, I definitely would have. Well, I hadn't even changed from work, really. I would have I would have done it if, if I was in dirty work clothes. I was, I was in basically pajama pants and my Patriots hoodie with my hair all frizzy all over the place. I was it's like, just, not a chance. It's just I don't something want anyone about, seeing me like this. Something about looking like me that I just like, I know they're going to use me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you do have the Steve Carino gimmick going on right now um someone said jay massey today the dude from dinosaur jr okay (laughs) i was like i don't know who that is now i know who that is (laughs) that's pretty good all right so uh, i antifa shield oh (laughs) uh yeah antifa broke out so uh no more antifa in wwe um which is which is good because all those people without retribution will do so much better every like, single person involved die jack in particular uh the sky's the limit for that dude i don't know anything about mace or uh i think T-Bar, i don't know anything about mace or puff daddy mace no mace and slapjack i don't know too much about them i think mace was the ex-nfl player so he's probably super athletic and I think he did, I think that's Dio Madden actually, the guy who did commentary on Raw for like a hot minute back in like twenty nineteen. I yeah. don't even remember that. But if it was a blink and you miss it kind of thing. Um I'm it was blank. back when I was still watching, like week to week and just like trying to hold on to the dream. But it was fading. Uh but I think the Slapjack dude was part of that the Mighty Don't Neil tag team. And I think his partner like got released a few years ago so he's been like it, it was probably good that he was in retribution so it gave him like something to do but that's about it it kept it kept him working brother yeah yeah exactly but like me yim like he's he's, like, he's not sh- he's not jerking his cock 35 to 42 times a week <laughs> he, he does not need to catch that many kisses <coughs> um but like me yim will do so much better without retribution Ali too. Oh, all of them. Like that's what I mean. Like, um, but yeah. So they broke up, probably for the best. And then we went to the main card, which was Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Now I like Shayna Baszler on her own, but I hate her in a tag team with Nia Jax. And it was basically this match was two teams that didn't get along having a tag team match. So it was very discombobulated. Like, it, it, I, I, like I said, I don't like Nia Jax and Shanna Baszler as a tag team anyway. Who did they face again? Sasha Banks and, uh, uh, what's her face? Who won the Royal Rumble? Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair, thank you. I don't know why I can't, I can never remember her name, but like, I like her. Like, I'm a fan, so. For some, for some, because I'm terrible with names. Yes. And for some reason, I remember, I remember her name from the fucking tournament. <laughs> well, she had the hair, you know. She stood out. That was a good, yeah, good I, gimmick. I, rem- I actually I remember most of the people that were sick in that tournament. 
I yeah. couldn't tell you who won it. But... Uh, who won that? Did Kyrie, Kyrie Sane won it. Did Kyrie Sane win it? I know she stuck around after. I didn't know if she was the, um, like the Dave Holmes and the head of Jesse Camp. <laughs> like Dave Holmes really got the job, but Jesse Camp won the competition. Yes. <laughs> I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I remember that very, very vividly. You saw a lot more of him in the coming years. Cause like he was just like this very like dry, like d- could speak well delivery guy. Like nothing really stood out about him. And then Jesse Camp is like seven feet tall and all drugged <laughs> out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> That's, I hope. I hope. I'm glad you got that reference right off the bat, too. I I didn't recognize Dave uh, uh, Holmes, Dave Camp, or Dave Holmes. Dave, Dave Holmes. Uh, but when you said Jesse Camp, I was like, "Who is that?" And then I like, I was like, I could never forget that guy. Dave Holmes, so weird. Also, um, was going to marry Dangle on Reno Nine One One. Why didn't he? Um, because uh, who's the mustache guy? Oh, on the show. On the show, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, <laughs> I thought you meant in yeah, real K- life. Yeah, like... kayfabe. Oh no, he's a he's a he's a shoot he's a shoot gay, but oh, all okay. right, okay. <laughs> but but this is this is kayfabe gay too. <laughs> <laughs> he's both shoot and kayfabe gay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We might have just named the episode. <laughs> when when my aunt sees this on my uh, on my uh, weekly news feed post, then she's gonna be like, "What? Like sixty nine Misha? Like they, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some texts from some family members for this." <laughs> That's why you just don't have Facebook, even though I, apparently I have Facebook right now. Well, it's Instagram too. Wow, well, yeah, my family is not at Instagram levels. If my um, family gets Instagram, they're going to, I'm going to delete Instagram. <laughs> Good to know. Just so you know, uh, if I see Brenda Aubrey looking at my Instagram stories, we don't have Instagram anymore. Uh, today I celebrate my one month anniversary off of Facebook. How much better is your life? <laughs> Not very, but like marginal parts better. <laughs> Every, like, cumulatively, it didn't really do anything for me because, like, the world is still kind of shitty. But uh, in that aspect, like, I I don't spend as much time on social media, which I really didn't spend that much time to begin with. But like, you don't I get spend, mad about I, it. I, I get a little bit more video game time now. At the end of the day, that's what it all comes down to. That's all that matters. Um. Anyways, yeah, I, I don't like this women's tag match. <laughs> <laughs> bring it back home. <laughs> Very awkward. We we go on tangents. Uh, the, the women's tag match is like the Facebook of wrestling matches. It, it yeah, it, it just wasn't very good. They're uh, Bel Air and Sasha are capable of more, so I'm glad they're moving on away from it, and they'll be they'll be facing off at Mania too. So, um, but then we had the uh, the insurrection match. Shane McMahon was was not cleared to wrestle. He had a he had a kayfabe injury so they plugged elias into the spot with uh what's his face the guy who was thanking donald trump after the black lives matter protests huh do you remember him he was in the the forgotten sons on smackdown and he said that and then like pretty much everyone was just like fuck this guy 
No. He has been on TV since. No, I don't remember this guy or know this guy. He used to be on TNA, and then he went to WWE. What's his fucking name? James I forget his Storm. Name. AJ Styles. <laughs> he looks kind of like James Storm. He's got the beard, the long hair, and the tattoos. Um, I forget his fucking name, so it, it's a, it doesn't even matter. Uh, but he he was Elias was seconded by him, and then he faced off against Braun Strowman. So it was pretty much like a collection of guys who could believably be at the Capitol. Yes, that, that, that's including Shane went. McMahon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I saw that joke on Twitter. I stole it, uh, <laughs> but whatever. Um, the four four guys and a mask between the four of them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, all tatted out, just big muscular doofuses. Uh, Broad Strowman won with the greatest V's. As that you would, Booker, as you that, should. <laughs> that was a Booker T. Sankara joke. <laughs> <laughs> Fly through the air with the greatest of ease. Using my fate five. Uh, so this match was <laughs> I have pretty no much. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> now I'm just being Booker T. <laughs> you're not uh, just standing there like the the Booker T video. Oh, I'm on hey, a podcast. That would make for a, Booker T's appearance in that video would make for a very bad podcast. <laughs> that's a, that's episode 108, guys. <laughs> We're both going to do our Booker T impression. Well, this is episode 108. 109. There you go. <laughs> I don't need any more confusing. Uh, but then after this match, the card kind of turned good. Okay. Um, I might be forgetting something here or there along the way, but then you had Nakamura versus Seth Rollins, which is pretty much why I wanted to watch this show, because they're like starting to do stuff with Nakamura again. And uh, okay match, nothing great. Um, both capable of so much more is the second the match turned into like second gear and looked like it was getting good. Uh, Chikini pointed it out. And I go, this match is about to end, and then Rollins hit the the curb stop and won. I was just like, I knew it. Every time the Nakamura match tar- kind of turns up a little bit, they end the match. I don't know what it is, but it's just this weird thing WWE does. They don't want him to get over. I guess, but. It's always just like something like that where it just it falls short. You know, him against Sammy was like his only great WWE match. And it was the first one and it never <laughs> got better. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, so then, at, but you know, good, good match, not great. Then you had Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Very good match. Hardcore match. So weapons were in play and stuff like that. Uh, they beat the bag out of each other. Like Sheamus's back was all fucking lacerated and just beat up. That's a match I didn't know that I wanted to see until you just said it. Really, honestly. Yeah, it was one of those matches. If you remember Sheamus versus Cesaro, where it's just kind of like, "Eh, I don't give a fuck about this," and then it happens, and you're like, "Holy fucking shit, this is amazing!" Bring it back just a little bit, and you got this match. Was that the um? Is this the match that he should have been having with Roman Reigns during that weird fucking? Reigns is chasing Sheamus for the title situation they had like six years ago. Because uh, I was kind of excited that they were going to have matches where Reigns and Sheamus beat the shit out of each other for a little bit, but it just ended up being really bad WWE wrestling. Yeah. I mean, that, mat- that, that feud was just garbage anyway. I feel like that was doomed from the start. It was, yes. No one wanted any of it. All of, it was, match, all of it was the, unwanted. 
yeah, this match, it kind of reminds you that Sheamus can work well with someone who will take a beating in return. Like uh, Drew McIntyre dressed like Braveheart. He had like the face paint stuff going on. And uh, overall, it was just like a solid match to watch. Like, not, Sheamus, not like, go ahead. Is Sheamus kind of working like a, like an Irish street tough thing? Yeah, I mean, that's, like, what his, that's what his promos look like, his promo shots. Yeah, like, at this point, we know who Sheamus is, and he's just, like, the tough Irish guy that they have who looks like James Hetfield, so. <laughs> yes, he does. Like, he really should come out to until it sleeps and wear, like, a tank top. <laughs> Call me two by four, yeah! <laughs> uh, but then we had Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss. Okay. <laughs> I was just like waiting to see your reaction to that. Uh, but it wasn't really a match. It was more of just like a spectacle. Like Randy Orton comes to the ring, does his entrance, and then pukes up the Papa Shango blood from his Ultimate Warrior feud. Okay. Okay. And, and then. Uh, the classic Shango oh, moved. I, I'm sorry. I, for, I forgot a match. Uh, okay, gonna, I was going to say. I'm, I'm going to describe this and then I'm going to go back to, to that one. But uh, Alexa Bliss comes out. Uh, Alexa Bliss is very attractive, um, but they don't really ever lock up or anything or have the match. It's just mostly like Randy Orton slowly like chasing her around and like like Alexa Bliss like makes it so like the lights fall from the ceiling and nearly kill Randy Orton. So they finally get back in the ring and like all the stuff is like all this like spectacle Undertaker type of stuff is happening. And then from under the ring, which is hell by the way, so rising from the depths of hell comes the Fiend who's back. But uh, he's looking different now. He, do you ever see Jason Goes to Hell? No, not not enough to not in a way that I can get at your reference at least. Okay, so Jason Goes to Hell. Jason has been like an undead like killer for a while now, and he's all like waterlogged and like swelled up. So like instead of just being a bald dude, he's got like basically like his head is like bulging and stuff. You know what I mean? Like he's very bulky and like. Looked, looks waterlogged, like a dead body that's waterlogged, basically. Mm-hmm. That's basically what he looks like now, but uh, he's like a burn victim, too, so he's still got the mask, but it's all like melted a little bit. Weird. And he's wearing like, yeah, it, it's very weird, and uh, but cool. Like I, like, I like how they're doing this, like so close to the Justice League where Batman is wearing the all-black suit um, for like a tie-in, you know. Looks, it looks different, looks cool. Good weird? Uh, Good weird, yes. Um, I know a lot of people like talk about the Fiend being like the Slipknot type of character in WWE. I always went with like because he quotes Stephen King all the time that it was more of the Pennywise gimmick than the Slipknot gimmick. Yeah, I was. I mean, the Slipknot gimmick in WWE is practically fucking the Cannibal <laughs> Corpse gimmick in WWE. So, <laughs> well, I just meant in terms of like the clown mask and shit. You know? Yeah. But uh, overall, I thought this was fine. It wasn't too long. It was. It it just got long enough to where I was like okay with it. If it was any longer, I would have been like fucking end this five minutes ago, you know. Uh, but Fiend is back, so he'll be feuding with Orton at Mania. Maybe we'll get another uh, Firefly Funhouse match, and maybe John Cena will come back. Maybe Randy Orton goes into the Funhouse, and then John Cena comes out. It's like a one for one deal. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. Um, I, I know what you. I know what you missed. 
Yes, I do too. Uh, it was the Apollo Crews versus Big E match. Now, because I don't watch WWE, I had no idea that they made Apollo Crews a Nigerian prince. So I did know this. <laughs> and he, I guess he has an army of dudes with him too. He didn't he have any for this match. He has an accent. He has an accent. This is all Bruce Pritchard, by the way. Oh yeah. I almost right. accidentally called him Babutunde too. No, it's not Babatunde. It's it, 2021 it, it, Samba Simba. Yeah. Babatunde is an AEW job guy, right? Babatunde is an NXT job guy, I thought. Oh. Maybe he's in a... I have no idea. No, he was in the Raw Underground shit when they tried that. He was he was called something else, but it was Babatunde from the the Greatest Royal Rumble. Um, but yeah... Uh, Apollo Crews also comes to the ring with a spear. Yes. Yeah. No, like he's, they they, they he's, went full just 1991 WWE. He's full he's full um coming to America too. And he's a heel? Yes. Cuz he doesn't smile anymore. He sneers. Does he still do the backflip? Uh, don't remember, but this match was had a very botchy ending. Uh, Apollo Crews rolled up uh, Big E for like a small package, and it got a two count. But then the ref was like looking to see like if the shoulders were down, but like didn't really break their count, so it was a count count. The kink. <laughs> so it was, yeah, so it was like one, two, three, one, two. It was like it was like a five count basically that counted for a three count, like it was it, like it was supposedly two different counts that were not really disconnected by anything. What was Biggie's gimmick in NXT? Uh, wasn't he Big E Langston? Yeah, and didn't he get a five count? Oh yeah, <laughs> so maybe it makes sense now. Maybe you just justified it. Yeah, three and enough. I need five. Yeah. They, um, they, the one time they call back to anything that happened in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was King Kong Bundy versus Samba Simba. <laughs> that's what this was. What a, so shitty, what a shitty match that is. But, like, everything that happened before the finish was fine, though. Like, it, like, it wasn't a bad match, really, per se, but it was just the finish sucked, and I really hate that they're doing... Too many. They're doing the Kofi Kingston Samba Simba thing to Apollo Cruz, and I really don't like it. Yeah. Like they're gonna make him grow out his hair so they can bleach it blonde next. Is what's gonna happen? What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with it. I'm just saying they're just gonna draw back to every like black character that came before him that they've done something w- r- random with just to try to get him over. He's gonna make uh, Jonathan Coachman do the Charlton. <laughs> but uh yeah main event was fantastic daniel bryan versus roman reigns really good match that was the main that was there wasn't a lot of matches on this no it, it it was this match is actually probably like 40 minutes long i'd say it was a, it was a fairly decent match because it was like nine fifteen when it started and it got over around 10 i think but um i thought this match was really good not the best match that happened this week, but it was really good. <laughs> um, what was the thing that you said they were actually going to do? 
What do you mean? Because obviously Roman Reigns won. Oh, okay. So uh, Edge came back from a career-ending injury. Uh, Daniel Bryan came back from a career-ending injury. Roman Reigns came back from leukemia. It's a triple threat at Mania. With like the with the three guys whose like careers were threatened for lengthy I mean, periods of time. One of them you knew was coming back. You didn't know, like you know. I'm not like Dimmick and John. Say, <laughs> no, and saying that uh, Roman you know, Reigns had, had kayfabe cancer, so he could come back and be <laughs> over. And also, by the way, it worked. It did work, and he came back, and then he turned heel, and then it was kind of just like, ah, oh, thank you, this is great. Oh, this, this is the best shit Roman's ever done. done he, he, he got some new teeth, and then he turned heel. He now got rich guy teeth. Now we're off I, to I the races. Make, I was making jokes that it's actually not caps, that it's uh, dentures. And so, like, one day Roman Reigns is going to come out, and he's going to not have them, and he's going to be like, He's going to use them in a finish. <laughs> Roman's chompers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something, but I, not, but I've lost it. Uh, fuck. God damn it! I had a joke. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Edge interfered, kind of, and and beat both of them up with a cheer, and Roman won in the end. But overall, this match was, you know. A Daniel Bryan match, so you know it's good. He's um he's the best there is. Arguable, but uh, I'll go along with it. If he's the if he's the um if they give him the time, especially with someone where he shouldn't beat them, he has the best matches you can possibly have. Yeah, um, like last month at Elimination Chamber, he had a great match uh, in that chamber, and then he got beat up by Roman Reigns, and then. This match again, you know, 35, 40 minutes, fantastic match. I'm, I just always think back to the Brock Lesnar match. Like, Oh, that was, that was right when he turned heel. And it was right when he turned heel. It is like no reason for that not to be a squash match. And it ended up being probably the best WWE match I've watched since. I don't even, can't even think of one better. Daniel Bryan said that he let Brock Lesnar win because he wanted to beat the, beat the weakness out of him. Yeah, like like it just it made him a better like the everything worked after that. Yes, uh, they worked so well together too. It was really surprising. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't have expected Brock and a, a newer generation wrestler to have that good chemistry. Besides maybe Roman, but they did. It was it was really good. God, when was the last? That's the only good match Brock Lesnar's ever had. Oh no, he's he had a great match with Goldberg. <laughs> I'm trying to think of his last. He's had some good ones. I'm, that's I'm not serious about. I that. know he's had some real like the last ones I can think of were just all either he squashed someone or someone squashed him. Yeah, um, his his best match is probably the Iron Man he had with Kurt Angle or the one the triple threat with Undertaker and Angle at a. Uh, uh, well, maybe it was Big Show and Angle. There Either way, a, he he had, he had a great set of matches with Angle. There was a triple threat with him and uh, Seth Rollins and John Cena that was really good too. Oh yeah, that was excellent. Yep, uh, Rollins went for the Phoenix Splash for like the first time, and 
That that got a huge pop. I remember. Ah. Uh, did you watch uh, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa? Sure did. Uh, what a great match! It is a Sabu match. It was a Sabu. That's why I liked it so much. <laughs> yeah, that's why I liked it so much too. I was just like, <laughs> there was w- one botchy-ish moment, which is why, like, it was full-blown ECW Sabu match. Like, it's just like a weird table spot. Like, didn't quite go as planned, but like everything else was. It wasn't quite. Here's a spot. Rest. Here's another spot. But it was like close to that. Mm-hmm. I love. Um, I I love fucking Reba taking that table bump. Yes. To distract you for a second. That's another classic. She was she was Fonzie. <laughs> Britt Baker was Sabu, and Thunder Rosa was Taz. Taz. Sure. Let's go with Taz. <laughs> Yeah, that's I, good, bro. I loved it. Uh, Britt Baker fucking caught a gusher. Yeah, her 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 uh, blade job was really good. Thunder Rosa didn't bleed as much. I think it's because Britt Baker probably took a few shots of tequila before the match. <laughs> she t- she took note from John Moxley. That's how you do it. Yeah. Except um, her, the ending of her match wasn't bullshit. <laughs> Well, the ending of the match was fine. It was just sort of the, what happened afterwards was bullshit. It counts. Uh, <laughs> fair. Uh, but the powerbomb onto the tax was what really was like, okay, this match just went to another level. Well, and she, she wrestled for kind of a long time with a lot of tax on her back. Yes. Like she took another, uh, she took another table spot. The, there was a DDT onto the chairs from, uh, it was like the tornado DDT. Um, or no, or maybe it was a superplex. I forget. They, um, AEW does just a good enough job of like when they have the real corny style matches like that, or like it's unsanctioned, like we're going to turn the lights off and when it comes back, like that's just like just dumb enough to work. It's what they used to do in like, uh, like seventies and eighties wrestlings. It was the lights out match. It was the same idea. They're just bringing back an old gimmick that WWE and WCW never really did. I think WCW did it like a long time ago, but like back when, when wrestling became popular again in 96, it, they really weren't doing shit like that anymore. Bill Watts brought it back. Yeah. <laughs> That's why there weren't any matches at ringside. Um, but I thought this was really good match of the year candidate. Uh, I was expecting Britt Baker to win so that she could challenge Sheeta for the title, but you know, maybe this was the match that gets Britt Baker the street kid she needs to be a believable uh champion in the future. She should probably be the AEW women's champion, really. I've been saying that for a while that Britt Baker's really at she's at the point now where she deserves it. If you consider where she started off with like getting dunked on and promos by Tony Schiavone to like where she is now, like it's night day. Yeah, it's really, she got over by having the worst promo on TV ever. And now she got over again by having one of the best matches in AEW history. That's probably true. <laughs> okay. One of the best matches in AEW history. It's been like a year. Um, you gotta consider, um, fucking for, I mean, Cody for, versus, Cody versus, uh, Dustin? Wardlow in the cage. 
Cody versus Dustin too. Cody versus Dustin is the first thing that comes to my mind. Um, first thing that comes comes to my mind is Omega versus Pac in the thirty minute Iron Man match. That was good. I too. really like that match. Bucks, um, Bucks versus Omega think, and Hangman. I think most people would say that. Uh, wow. Kenny versus Moxley the first time. The first time or the, was the first time the one where they kept pulling up the ring. Uh, yes. Okay, and that like one. Was, they, they, they had the bed of uh, of uh, fucking barbed wire. That one was pretty good too. Um. Now I guess none of the Janela ones count. They weren't really that good. <laughs> they were Omega versus Janela in that episode of Dark was really good. The Moxley versus Janela one was good at. Uh, I don't remember. It was either Fighter Fest or whatever it was where they did the Die Hard spot. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's a there's a bunch of the uh, the GCW collective shows are coming up, and we all know that there's some real bad fucking indie shit that's gonna happen on that. Yo oh, yeah, a lot of Janella, <laughs> Jelly Nutella, <laughs> Jelly Nutella. What did um Cornette have to say? I keep keep showing up his opinions on the Thunder Rosa. Britt Baker match, and I know he hates it, so I haven't clicked on it because I don't want to. Of course, he hates it. He just, he adds nothing of value. He just calls it the he calls it lazy booking, which I'm just kind of like, Ugh, you're you're a nitpicker then. But he just goes in and about how like the thumbtacks are the worst thing that could happen. I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's your opinion. You 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 have every right in the world to say it, but it's all like you're not adding anything to the conversation. You're just complaining about it, basically. No, I mean, that's, I've uh, been, like, again, I've, I've not stopped watching terrible WCW on YouTube, because there's no shortage of it, but yeah. I'm at a point where Cornette and Jim Ross are doing commentary on, I believe, a Saturday night, and fucking Jim Cornette says the word brother a lot at that point, and I do not like it. He's also the manager for the Dynamic Dudes. <laughs> I didn't know that. At least at this point he was, and it is... The dynamic dudes are fucking cringy. Maybe that's why fucking uh, Laurinaitis and him didn't get along in WWE. Probably. <laughs> Makes sense, though. Who, uh, who are you to tell me what to do? You're the dork from the tag team. And then just Shane Douglas going to shaka bra. <laughs> like, I just wanted to... I, when you watch bad wrestling intentionally and it makes you cringe it's bad yeah former yeah, can't argue that returning ex-listener loved george south <laughs> like he's definitely gonna lose <laughs> yeah, your he's like the sd jones of wcw yeah, your favorite wrestlers a wcw job guy from the early 90s <laughs> wait till you see george north <laughs> all right there you're gonna die. oh man there's another one of those coming out isn't there i have no idea i thought there was i i have not been paying attention to them aside from i haven't either bte uh, yeah they've been the um the, i guess they haven't been the best part of bte but um i Ga did watch gal is trying to make carl anderson uh pop when he talks Yes. It's very uh, funny, because it makes me pop. 
Gal, Gal, when he's trying to tell him he can't catch kids for a week, he's like reaching to his pants as he does it. He like pulls his hand up. I just like, <laughs> he's talking when he says 35 to 42 kisses. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that. Uh, uh, he, he also said, uh, like oh way to kill my bone <laughs> <laughs> I also like how they hate wrestling yes <laughs> I don't want to wrestle I don't want to do <laughs> the world's most tired man yeah okay that was why yeah this is catching too many kids TM TM that's what I kept calling him yeah uh cause he <laughs> How many times today was it? Eh, seven. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what else is happening in the I'm, world? I'm drinking these what? delicious Corona hard seltzers. Uh, I've heard about those. Yeah, zero carbohydrates. That's uh, good to know, because I need something with zero carbohydrates to drink. Why, are you going to start cutting your cabs? Yeah, I mean... I don't expend much energy, so there's no reason for me to have carbohydrates anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 a full blown keto boy again right now. I mean, I just plan on going to like a butchery tomorrow, and just grabbing a bunch of steak tips, and being like, "All right, this is all I'm going to eat for like the next week." Keep it keep it interesting. Get yourself a little. You know, I've started cooking sausages real good. Yeah. Real good. The sausages are cheap. They're tasty. Eh, you know, I'd rather nice have steak. And, nice and juicy. And it gets old, though. I did have a nice steak yesterday, though. It gets old, but, you know, whatever. Uh, I'll, I'll get some chicken, uh, too. Goddamn, pal. Goddamn. That'll be what Pro- I do. Protein. Yep. <clears throat> get some oh. cauliflower. You hear that nice, clear burp on this condenser mic? <clears throat> yep. We got cool. we got new rigs for our recording. Uh, I got a new laptop. You got a new microphone and interface and laptop. And hopefully, hopefully it works this week because I used it last week. But you notice that it still didn't sound great. Yeah, you put your interface gain at zero. Upper, like operator like, operator error. Yeah, like you're playing a necrophagist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, I'll the, be here all the week. What's the um? The effects processor they use in at the gates. I'll use that so it just sounds like I breathe into it and do some lows. No idea. That's, or a, I, that's a blue question. Or I could use it. I asked blue too many questions. <laughs> I need to choose them wisely. The um, or the uh, the vocal um, the pitch shifting that those death metal bands use sometimes, like rapper prop. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. I go. And it sounds like a bear growling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want one of those now that I think about it. Yeah. The, is it like this, like the octave thing? The, the boss octave pedal? Yeah. My, um, cause I don't have a real HM2. I have a, like a boss multi pedal that has an HM2 in it. And there's an octave knob on it. Like, knob. Yeah. It's exactly how much octave I need. Uh, opening day for the Rays is March twenty seventh, the Saturday. Oh, we're not and gonna have for the Rays. Yes, 
Do you know I'm mentioning that? Because we don't have WWE, starting. No, WWE's Thunderdome is in Tropicana Field. Oh, yeah. So they're going to have to move. Also, when is... Fuck, I don't have... I'm not even close to my starting lineups. Well, opening day is, like, this Saturday, I think. Yeah, well, I'm not going to have that done. That's fine. Uh, have it for WrestleMania? I don't even know. If this, I, I don't even remember the rules. I don't even know if this is going to happen. Just get a starting nine. Uh, I currently have... Four. Five. Oh, who's the fifth? I got Boggs, Clemens, Greenwell, Valentin, and Movon. Oh, you did get a John Valentin. Yeah. Think I oh, know. no, it's no, Mar- it's no Mark Garcia Power. I, I have to get John Valentin. Okay. That's what it is. But I have... I have he, uh, It's no Mark my fifth, and Valentin will be my sixth. No Mark? <laughs> Uh, I look for lots, but like the only lots I see are like fifty dollars, and it'll come with like a couple people I want, and then a bunch of Dallas Cowboys. I'm just like, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm just committed to everything being six or seven dollars, two dollars for the figure, and five or six for the shipping. I can show you a, a seller who does that. Um, I think it's sixty-one Raiders on eBay. Sorry if I outed you, but he sells. I bought a few figures off him. When I bought two at the same time, he knocked off a few bucks for me. I didn't even ask. He just did it. So Sounds like free a hell plug of a guy. For you. Yeah, free plug for you for helping me out. I gave him a, a glowing review on the eBay. I, um, I give all of my eBay reviews at the exact same time. So sometimes it's from yesterday and sometimes it's from like three months ago. <laughs> I try to do, I try to stay up with it. And I just realized that I haven't, I've sold a shitload of stuff on eBay in the last three months. I have not left reviews for any of them. Yeah. So I have like 50 fucking reviews I have to give. Just be like, good purchaser, no problems. Bloop. Keep it going. A plus guy. Oh, no, actually, I, I take it back. I'm about a month behind. Because it was one really annoying guy that I intentionally didn't give feedback for because he annoyed the fuck out of me. Just call him a good communicator. Here's what he said to life. me. And I was like, No. <laughs> uh, but anyways Pat signed more people Um. so since that day they signed goddamn Hunter Henry yes they who, signed Hunter Henry like later that day or the next day the next morning Next so, morning. Uh, listeners of this podcast who also follow the Patriots will know I don't think Hunter Henry's that great but yeah. I think it's fucking crazy that they signed those two tight ends yes um I feel like with both of them there, they'll be healthy maybe 60% of the time together. I feel like one of them's going to get hurt, and the other guy will have to carry the ball, and then the other will get hurt, and they'll be out with, without either of them for maybe a game or two, but then the other one will come back, and then he'll, you know, I think it's going to be good. I, I like those signings a lot, uh, Johnny mm-hmm. Smith and Hunter Henry. Belichick has a hard-on for two tight ends at the same time that are good. He, he, likes sure a, he likes a good white one and a good black one. <laughs> okay. Uh, we also did we talk about uh, Kendrick Bourne? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, they I, had, I was forgetting. I think they had off. just signed him as we got on last week. But 
they also brought back Kyle Van Noy. Yes, they Dave did. Andrews, Ted Karras. And uh, Patrick Chung retired. Patrick Chung retired, yep. Uh, I, I remember I was I was talking about that with someone, and they mentioned how he, he might retire, and I was just like, ah, oh, no, he's got some more left in the tank. And then I remembered he was, he was rookie. His first pick six was, uh, well, maybe it wasn't a pick six. Maybe it was just an interception. His first interception was in that fucking game where we blew out the Titans. If you remember that, the snow game where they won like fifty nine to seven. Oh, I remember that game. That was, like yeah, the, game, that, was the, that was the game that Vince Young came back. <laughs> but like, uh, they were wearing the they were wearing the Pat the Patriot. Yes, there was jerseys. The red, the red gimmicks. Yep. Yeah. And uh, like Brady threw for but, five touchdowns in one quarter. Yes. Yeah, he really he he loaded up the beginning of the second quarter and the end. The, it was mostly because the Patriots intercepted uh, the Titans three times in, the, in that quarter, and I think recovered a number. I think there was four turnovers in that quarter. I don't think they. I think they had negative yards at the half. Something like that, yeah. Like they could not play in the snow to save their life. That and the happened. Patriots were just like dominant on them. That happened a lot at that, especially in that era. There was a Cardinals game that uh, Kurt Warner played. In the oh god, in the season before that, I think because that was what the 09 season, yes. And, you know, so maybe it was even might have even been the castle year, and they just kicked the fucking shit out of the Cardinals, and they were good that year. Mm-hmm. Was that the other one? To no, it might have been 08 Cardinals. Actually, yeah. that's some right, yeah, it would have been, yeah, okay, you're or, right. You're right. Was, no, because 09 was uh, the Packers. or No, 09 was the Saints. 09 was the Saints. 10 was the Packers. Was Packer, yes. So it had to have been 08 with the Cardinals. Yeah, it was Cardinals-Steelers. Great Super Bowl. Yes. Uh, I, I, I lost a bet on the Super Bowl to the guy that was on the Ultimate Fighter and was so drunk on vodka that he said that no one could knock him out with one punch, and then someone first tried knocked him out with one punch. <laughs> Diamond Dave Kaplan. I know you're not listening, but what's up? Um, also, it's March. You know what that means? Somehow Sister Jean is back. Sister Jean? Sister Jean is like the, the old lady who's like the inspiration behind Loyola Chicago. Like another, it was an upset darling from the, from the NCAA tournament three years ago. Three years ago, yeah. And they're fucking doing it again this year, so she's back because she isn't dead yet. She's like 168 years old. <laughs> okay. Fucking. Welcome, ba- welcome back, Sister Jean. Yeah, welcome back, fucker. <laughs> uh, Bill's signed uh, fucking, what's his face there? Um, uh, Receiver, what's his fucking name? Um, uh, Ken- Emmanuel Sanders. That's a good one for them. I didn't know that. That is a very good one. Yeah. Um, I think that puts them with all the the good signings the Patriots have done this off season. I think that still keeps them a step ahead of the Patriots in the division. Well, they're, they're a step ahead of the Patriots unless the Patriots' defense is like unstoppably good. The Which I, think have- I, I think it'll be okay. I don't think they'll be bad at all this year. Um, 
You know, I mean, it won't be like a few years ago when they were just like a sieve. I also don't think that Emmanuel Sanders is really that good anymore. He's okay. I love him. I th- like he's probably he's he's like he's he's in his Danny Amendola years at this point. Well, you have to figure you get Stefan Diggs and uh, Cole Beasley, uh, Cole Beasley there too. So you you it's one of those lineup sets where you could have a hard time sit, uh, cover double covering all these guys. If so, if, it's it's really a pick your poison type of deal. Yeah, and I guess Cole Beasley, if he's your third receiver and he's playing a slot, they do have a they do have a pretty good passing offense. Yeah. Um, it was they were lucky they didn't also pick up um uh Zach Ertz. He did went he, to the Giants. Giants also signed Kenny Galladay. They sure did. Overpaid for him, but um You got Ophi the Giants. So now Kenny Galladay can be the guy can be the guy who they're still gonna suck. That quarterback's bad. That div- that division sucks, though. That's a thing. So no, they might have the- Yeah, right. Guess what? Guess what we're gonna get for the first time this year? What? I'm calling it now. Ryan Fitzpatrick is gonna start a playoff game for the first time in his storied NFL career. For the uh, Washington a saying, football a team. People are saying football team is gonna be win that division. I don't know. I'm um, on I'm on football team to win that division. Football team might win the Super Bowl and then Ryan Fitzpatrick retires. That'd be that'd be fantastic. That, just because then the, the Bucks wouldn't get to the Super Bowl. So great. Yeah, he's gonna knock him out. Oh, that'd be so good. He's gonna play defense and he's gonna sack him and break his leg. <laughs> no, he's, not. he's gonna Joe Thigh. That will not him. happen. That will not happen. <laughs> but you wanna bet? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> if you think that Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't going to play both sides of the ball against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and then break Tom Brady's leg in a playoff game, you're out of your fucking mind. Like you've never watched a sports game before ever. You've never watched a sports game with football team ever. I've never watched any sport of any kind. I, did, I no. was not there for John Valentin's unassisted triple play. No. This is not sports entertainment that you're used to. This is sports sport. <laughs> Sports sport. This <laughs> sports sport. We're talking about football team playing sports sport. <laughs> Bucko. Uh, I want to name the episode that now. <laughs> well, what, what was the first name? Uh, it was the the gay one. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I forget. Um, no, it's uh, was, it was he, one of he, those was, he was kayfabe gay and shoot gay. <laughs> Give me a bad shoot gay. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, I was going to have to go back and re listen to, to get it because I would have forgotten. It was right at the beginning. Um, yeah, but I, I do think the Giants do have a good offense. They'll be, they'll be getting Saquon back. They got uh, Galladay. I think fucking... he's done. Nah. I think Saquon's done. I think that quarterback sucks a dick. Yeah, we'll see this year. I'm gonna if, giant, Giants are a strong three to five win team next year. If they make these signings and they go three to three to five Dude, wins, the I Cowboys are gonna, gonna suck because the Cowboys suck. I don't uh, know about that. With with Dak coming back, I think they getting paid. I think they might make a run. No, I think that the I think that football team is gonna own that division. We'll Eagles, Eagles are gonna suck. Eagles are gonna suck. Yes. Yeah, the Eagles, Eagles look- cleaned house. They're looking bad. Eagles might be the worst team in the league next year. 
Wow. It could be. Is Jalen Hurts going to be their quarterback? Actually, no, I take it back. The, Jag- the Jags are going to be the, the worst team in the league. Oh, they're spending money all over the place, though. Their best uh, player is Marvin Jones. I don't think that the Jaguars will be the worst team in the league. Just because they, they um, my guy can't even think of the guy's name. The coach they signed. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Urban Meyer. Urban I'm, Meyer, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't think they're going to be good, and I think that's going to be a disaster because I love it when Urban Meyer types come to the NFL and they suck. <laughs> it's just but a I beautiful think- thing every time. Eagles would be the bottom of the league. Jaguars, the Jets, obviously. Um, Jets signed Corey Davis, who I think is the most Jets signing of all time. Kind of, yeah. Which is be funny because it's just how it works. If Corey Davis signed for the Patriots, he'd be like, I think he fits. Because yeah. just like anyone who's not that good seems like they I would fit, say, fit into the I Patriots would, thing. But I would say we have two Nikhil Harrys now. They, I, I wish that. The Patriots would get Jameson Crowder, who the Jets do have. I know that like that's like a real weird thing to say. Like this player that's pretty good. I wish the Patriots would have. No, you're right. He's good. He's a, um, he's, a he's a good. You know. You know. All your slot receivers don't have to be fucking goofy white guys. Sometimes they can be athletic black guys. One one receiver who the Jets used to have uh, that I wish the Patriots could have got was Robbie Anderson. He was good last year. Yes. Um, I would, I would have liked to see him in the Patriots uniform, but, you know, he went to, where'd he go, Carolina? Yeah. Yeah. But he was always a good player. He's just on a shitty team, that's all. He's, he's on shitty teams, plural. Good player on shitty teams. I'd like to, uh... I want to see what they're going to do in the draft. Are they going to take a quarterback high? <sighs> Who fucking they... knows? They are, they are... The Patriots are acting real weird this offseason, as I love it. Um, Kraft like, was complaining about money, so I think they're done signing people. But well, they, uh, you know, they have to be done signing people that were kind of out of money. <laughs> they signed a lot of fucking people. Like, they, the most bananas offseason I've ever seen as a Patriots fan. Their best offseason since they signed Randy Boss. This is the most excited I've been for a Patriots season since that season. Oh, God, that one ended really poorly. Yeah, but the whole season was fucking awesome. Though. That was the most fun season to watch, but it was definitely the worst <laughs> Super Bowl. I mean, it's... Sh- oh, easily. It sh- it sh- I mean, he was down, but... He's down by contact. <laughs> uh, watch it again. He was down by what? contact. I still have... I, ca- I can't rewatch that shit. I... So... There was um right before the second Giants Patriots Super Bowl. Uh, they were replaying on NFL Network. I'm like, you know what? It's been five years. I can rewatch this. And I'm watching that Giants show. I was like, oh man, fuck this. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> I get sucked. Yeah. Asante Samuel can suck a too. dick. Alice Hobbs can suck a dick. <laughs> Eli Manning was down by contact. Yep. It's the way, way she goes, bud. I know. It's the way of the road. It's weird that I can be so sad that Tom Brady didn't have an undefeated season, but I'm so mad that he won another Super Bowl last year. <laughs> Different team, though. Yeah. Was... These are fucking Tim and Gronk traitors. Yeah. Fuck them. Are they going to have Tim, Tim Thomas be an honorary captain next year? 
what do we got? What else is going on here? Um, I covered Loyola Chicago. Actually, I, I know what we could talk about. I never mentioned this. Uh, Jim Cornette blocked me on Twitter. We definitely talked about this. Okay, did we? On air. I feel like we talked about it, but we never. I never talked about the actual story. Maybe? I could swear we talked about it on the podcast. I feel like we opened it with it one week. Because it happened like a month ago, didn't it? Yeah, but I never explained it. I said I said he blocked me, but I I never explained the story. All right. Knock it out. Uh, Jim Cornette blocked me because he was criticizing like a bunch of batches. And then I tweeted him back. I was just like, you know, like for a guy whose batches consisted of him stripping Paul Hammond to his underwear and falling off a scaffold and tearing both his knees apart, like you have no authority to be fucking shit talking anybody's in ring work. And then I criticized the wrestling fans for allowing him to have that power. And then he blocked me for it. So yeah, I can't see his tweets anymore. I block every motherfucker from their parents' basement. Joke's on you, Jim. I live in the apartment next to my parents' house. In a in yeah. a house. <laughs> I'm on the second floor. Yeah. Windows, motherfucker. Open. Open. It's 60 degrees out. <laughs> I smoke weed whenever I want, wherever I want. It's true. Stacy, no thank you. Who's Stacy? Um, she sounds like Dom. Oh. I don't know. Jim, Jim Cornette's Dom wife. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she. Ugh. Woof. Uh, cool. I don't know. What song were you leaving them with? Um, I really wish we did a version of uh, the Midnight Express theme song. I don't think I can crank that out in time. I'll try. <laughs> oh, I know how it goes. <laughs> Actually, I just got this laptop. I might be able to, to <laughs> no. squeeze it out. No, let's do Hulk's the one. Because he's the host WrestleMania and fuck him. If, if you don't hear Hulk's the one, then it's going to be the Jim Cornette theme. Which one is it going to be? Find out right now. 